1: Welcome to Beer Me on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams, Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. Every week, I will have a guest on the show to discuss different parts of the beer world, from brewers, importers, educators. This will allow us to examine the dynamic world of beer through different lenses. Whether you're new to beer or a seasoned professional, we will have something for you. So, joining me on this very uh, cloudy, rainy day here at the Line Hotel... Is Beth Vida? She is the assistant brewer at BC Brewery in Hunt Valley. Now we met uh, a couple weeks ago during the friends and family for a little beat table uh, in Chevy Chase, Maryland, and or Friendship Heights. I don't know exactly the designation in that area. Um, and you, all all the beer on draft was BC beer. And it is all gluten-free. Yes, naturally gluten-free. So I was immediately fascinated by this. Um, I had a pale ale, which was delicious. It tasted like your average very well-made pale ale, um, but it was Mm -hmm. (laughs) gluten-free. So before we dive into everything that is cool and exciting about gluten-free beverages here, um, how was your
0: holiday weekend? How was Thanksgiving for you? It was good. It was nice. It was relaxing. I tried a new recipe for gravy. Mm-hmm. Did put a little uh, pale ale in there. Turned Gluten out nice. Gluten-free pale Yeah, gluten-free pale of course. Okay. Uh, it went nicely. I'm really excited for uh, St. Patrick's Day because I'm definitely going to do uh, corned beef in a uh, stout, which will be very nice. good. Usually, before I was diagnosed, we would do it with uh, barley stout, but mm-hmm. now that I can no longer have that, I'm really excited to try this uh recipe with my gluten-free stout yeah
1: so. okay so you when you say diagnosed you have celiac yes, I yes okay mm-hmm. so when did that diagnosis hit as far as where you were
0: in your in your career as a brewer so it was before I was I even began anything with beer besides okay. drinking it I was diagnosed uh January 2018. Mm -hmm. Actually, I guess technically February because it was Super Bowl Sunday. So I was walking to the bar and I got the call from my doctor and I was like, oh no, that's not good. So uh, yeah, I've just been trying to figure that out, how to drink beer Mm -hmm. ever since being told I can't drink barley beer.
1: And so you became a brewer after that? Yes,
0: because it's kind of like um, if you don't see it, you make it and there was really no there's absolutely no gluten-free beer in Maryland. We are the first naturally gluten-free beer in Maryland, which is really exciting. And we're trying to go in other states as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a need for it. There's a desire for it. So we're trying to provide it for people.
1: Nice. Now, you keep you see, you're saying naturally gluten-free. Yes. Can you explain that designation? So
0: there's a, a product. It's called Clarity Firm, Brewer's Clarity. And what it does, or it's intentionally or intended use, was to clarify a beer. Mm -hmm. They found out kind of after it was developed and through usage that it breaks down some gluten molecules or gluten, the protein. So if you were, let's say you had a gluten intolerance or you're gluten sensitive, it could make it so you could have that barley beer. Uh, For people like me who have celiac disease, I need something that's 100% gluten free. So it's kind of like... If you take peanuts and you were like, Hey, I know you're really allergic to peanuts, but I sprayed a chemical on it. Do you wanna have those peanuts now? Normally you'd be like, No, I
1: hard pass. I
0: do not want those peanuts, <laughs> those are still peanuts. It's kind of the same thing for me. Okay.
1: All right. No, I can. I can. I have a very severe shellfish allergy, yeah. so I'm I, I'm with you on that one. Although you know what, I wasn't always allergic to shellfish. So occasionally, when it's you know crab season, I've got my EpiPen. I'm kind of like, mm, do I risk it? Did I roll the <laughs> dice here because I feel like it's worth it. You're from Maryland. You get oh, it, I get right? it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you did bring in some beer. I did. Um, what? Let's let's try this first one here. The sour beer.
0: Yes. This is the cantaloupe sour. Okay. It was, so when I could drink barley beer, I really wasn't into sour beers. But then, you know, once you're told you can't have it, you're like, well, that's all I want now. That's all all I want is the sour beer. So we, we made a sour beer and it's, uh, in order to sour it. So usually you use like lactobacillus. Mm -hmm. And so that strain is made or it's cultivated on a yeast that has barley in it. So we had to come up with a different way to kind of sour the beer so I found uh, it's called BioK. It mm-hmm. is a probiotic that also contains lactobacillus and all those lacto kind of uh, variants, which allowed it to sour. So it's still gluten free. Yeah. It's just kind of when I look at a recipe, I'm like, all right, here's what a barley beer would look like. Let's try to figure out how to make it gluten free.
1: And what grains are you using?
0: I use millet and rice and some buckwheat and quinoa. And I get both of those from a dedicated gluten-free facilities. One is Eckert, which mm-hmm. is in California, and the other is grouse, which is in Colorado.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, let's try this bad boy. Yeah, that man, the cantaloupe is coming through really nicely.
0: Yeah. How are you
1: incorporating the cantaloupe?
0: Uh, I got some fresh cantaloupe from... Mm-hmm. This one place called One Straw Farm. It's a local farm that we do a CSA program with. So people come and they pick up their produce. And someone didn't pick up their produce that week. So I saw cantaloupe in the fridge and I snagged it, pureed it, put it in the beer. And also in order to heighten it, we put in some extract. Nice. So it's cantaloupe extract and, of course, mostly fresh cantaloupe. Mostly though.
1: fresh cantaloupe. Yep. Okay. Very cool. Now, okay, so I'm, I'm fascinated by this you get diagnosed, you, there's no beer that you're able to consume. So you start making it yourself. Did you have any kind of brewing background or?
0: No, No. um, (laughs) it's, I don't, I just very lucky and great team at BCB. So I was diagnosed my last semester of college. I moved home and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I really missed beer and I thought, i miss it i'm sure there's at least one other person that misses it too Mm -hmm. so bcb we had just opened that april i moved home in may i went in and i said like hey can i work here started working as a bartender and then kind of i guess weaseled my way into the brew house and uh just kept saying like i mean our motto at bcb is building a community through beer and so we thought well there's a huge community out there that's not not incorporated. So let's incorporate it. And I have such a supportive team there, Rich Mack, the owner and Jim Wagner, the brewmaster. He's a legend. Uh, yeah. So we all decided, yeah, this is something we wanted to do. And so made beer, made gluten-free beer.
1: Nice. Yeah. So I love your motto, building a better community through beer. Yeah. And that is something, a huge thing that we talk about on the, on the show a lot where, you know, breweries, have a tendency to make a really, really great impact on their community. And a lot of the brewers here in D.C. do all kinds of things to get back to the community and are, are conscious of, you know, how they're affecting their neighborhood, how they're affecting the environment. You know, brewers are really, you know, stewards of the community. I like to kind of think of them like that. So what are some things that you all do to kind of, you know, reach out to your community or, or build a community or a culture around that?
0: We have a huge space, huge warehouse space, and so we do a bunch of fundraisers there for a whole different sorts of organizations. If you come in and you say, "Hey, this is a great thing. I think we should do," we'll we'll do it for you. It's we also have like um, kind of craft nights because a lot of times women aren't really they're not really welcomed in the beer scene as much as men would be. So we try to do programs or events that kind of allow an opening for someone who's maybe a little more shy to mm-hmm. kind of have that outlet to come into the beer scene.
1: All right. You're going to, you're going to elaborate on craft night here. What okay. Craft oh, are we talking? Right. So
0: right now, if you were there, you would be making, uh, signs. And I, I don't know. When I was there earlier, it, it looked like you painting signs, mm-hmm. um, things that said like holiday signs, uh, wreath making. We did wreath making. We're going to do it again. We did.
1: But like everybody's. Welcome. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah.
0: Everyone's welcome. Centerpieces just a bunch of like craft kind of stuff. That's so, cool. Yeah, we That's did creative. we do yoga sometimes on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um or kid-friendly, dog-friendly. So we really want the whole whole everyone there. Like if you if you want to come in, come in. We'd love to have you.
1: Wow. That's great. Yeah. Um so as far as you know, the beers that you're brewing, you had corrected me earlier in that you're not only brewing gluten-free beer. Correct. Okay, so there's there's a mix of things. Yeah,
0: so we have the two-barrel system, which is the gluten-free system, is completely separate from the seven-barrel system. That way, you know there's no cross-contamination. There's Nothing's touching anything else. They are completely separate. The mill is separate, the tubes, the tanks, everything. And then in the seven-barrel system, we do barley beer. So it's just you get... You get best of both worlds.
1: I got you. Yeah. Okay. And the styles that you're making with barley, are they similar to the ones that you're doing gluten-free?
0: Yeah. We do everything. We have 28 taps and we have 28 tanks we have to fill. So we have a lot of opportunity to really explore and try new things. We, lagers, ales, hybrids, uh, Belgian yeast, all that kind of fun stuff.
1: So, you know, being, you've been in in beer now for what, two years ish. Okay. Mm -hmm. So being fairly new to the beer world, um, what are some impressions that you've had with, you know, I'm sure you've been to a couple conferences or a couple um, festivals or something like that. How have you received to the beer world? And then to build on that, how has the beer world received you? Uh,
0: I think everyone is, I mean, I love the beer community. It really is a great, like you said earlier, Beer like brewers, they're kind of the forefront of like community relations, and that's kind of what I felt. Everyone's usually very welcoming. Um, no one's really kind of a stickler for well, this isn't how you make beer, so which is really great. I was a little worried about that. I found that if you make really good beer, then people will welcome you even more, and luckily that's what we've been doing, so it's been really great.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's and that's something that you know, initially drew me to the beer world is how welcoming it is. Yeah. You know, there's there's definitely kind of an attitude that you get that's almost like, oh, you like beer? I like beer. Yeah. Let's be friends. You know, there's no pretense. You don't, you don't really have to prove yourself. You know, there's definitely welcoming with open arms. So that's, that's really great that that's been your reception.
0: It's been kind of fun because I found the gluten-free community, we do conferences and expos, and we bring our beer there just to mm-hmm. let them know, like, hey, we're here. We made beer for There are beer for free you. Con-
1: conferences? Yes, there are.
0: Uh, and it's kind of funny when you're there, yeah. someone will kind of come up to you, and they'll, when you're gluten-free, you always want to, you always kind of have to interview someone and say, like, well, how did you do this? Because you're a little cautious, rightfully so. Yeah. And uh, it's just fun when I'm like, yeah, I have celiac. I drink it. I know all the things that need to be done, no cross contamination, everything is safe, and it's just so fun because you see people's eyes light up and someone people have said I've never had a beer. I've never been able to have a beer. Oh, because man. they're like, well, I hear gluten-free beer is terrible, so why would I even bother risking it? Or someone said like I haven't had a beer in 20 years. Oh. And it's just awesome because I get to give them a glass and they're like, "Wow, this is this is it. This is what I wanted."
1: Oh, man.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we're they get a chance to have yeah. it now.
1: No, that's amazing. I'm still, I'm still stuck on the fact that there are gluten free conferences. Where, oh, yeah.
0: where are gluten free? Where are they held? Or we're everywhere. Everywhere. We're right. a big group of people. Yeah, uh, that's fair. we did one in uh, Pennsylvania a couple weeks ago. We did one in D.C. about a month ago. We're doing one in Philly in the big one mm-hmm. in Philly, and I think it's May or April. Okay, so they're cool. everywhere. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's awesome. Very cool. Now. Um, As far as the process that you go through, you know, how are you looking at these recipes? I know, you know, you'll take a, a, as you say, a barley beer recipe Mm -hmm. and kind of play with, all right, well, I'm trying to get these flavors so I can use this instead. I'm trying to use that. What's a grain that you've used that has like kind of surprised you with how dynamic it can be?
0: Uh, My pale millet malt is my base malt. And I use that and as a base malt, so I use it in everything. But... One i said earlier like you take a barley one and you copy it it's not as easy as that okay so uh barley that grain has a high diastic power so dp and in order what to-
1: does translate that yeah for okay our, sure our guests who are- so
0: diastic power is the amount of extractable sugars or the potential of extractable sugars from that grain mm-hmm. sugar is what's needed for yeast to eat and then so that's how they make beer without sugar there is no beer. Yeah,
1: they can't. Yeah. The yeast can't produce yep. alcohol. It can't produce CO two.
0: Can't and produce esters. Exactly. Yeah. And since you need sugar mm-hmm. and gluten free grain has a very low DP, you kind of have to help those kind of conversions out a little bit. So I use enzymes in order to do that. And that was a big trial and error kind of situation where you add one enzyme and it's like you're not getting the gravity or not getting the the sugars that you need. And so you yeah. have to kind of go back and try that again. But I think we've got it. Down pretty well, but uh, I mean, I, I really want to try more styles of beer. I really want to do a Belgian because that's my favorite style, a Belgian Quad. Next year, I want to have some Oktoberfest beers on tap. We're okay. we're really trying to expand here,
1: and those are some really malt-heavy beers. Yes, so that's going to be a lot of mm-hmm. kind of playing around a little bit. Yep. Um, now, for those of you just tuning in, I am sitting down with Beth Vita. She is the assistant brewer at BC Brewery in Hunt Valley, Maryland. They have uh, gluten-free beer that tastes like regular beer (laughs) i'm still like amazed and tickled by this um so let's talk a little bit about visiting the brewery definitely you all have a really cool system and it's a
0: tap wall but it's self-serve so we have two tap walls that have the 28 taps on them and then we have a regular bar that you can just go up and have someone pour you a glass but the tap self-serve walls you get a card when you first walk in and you get to put it in the slot, and then you can pour as little beer or as much beer as you want. And we did that, and its it, I think it really adds to how welcoming we are. Because if you've not really done beer before, you're a little timid by the craft beer scene, you don't really have to have that kind of interaction with the bartender that might frighten off some people. So if you want to try a bunch of different beers you get to try a bunch of different beers. If you don't want a full pint, that's fine. Just pour two ounces. Maybe it's something you like. Maybe it's something you don't like. You really get to experiment there, which I think is really awesome.
1: Nice. Plus then, you know, anytime someone's like, all right, well, I want to taste like four different beers. Exactly. You're not they can losing do yeah. those four different tastes. Yes. They can do it
0: themselves. <laughs> definitely. That's always brutal.
1: Yeah. I want to try four different beers. Oh, okay. Well, that's eight <laughs> ounce. Oh, cool. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you brought another beer here.
0: Yes, the stout. Okay. Which is probably one of my favorites because of the complexity that it, that it has. It's not watery, which is, I found some other gluten-free stouts to be like that. Uh, this has buckwheat in it, which really helps with head retention. And the malt, gr- the grain bill has a chocolate malted millet, which comes through, I think, perfectly. So let's try it.
1: Yeah, let's give it a whirl. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Also, you're not losing anything in the texture. Nope. Like, it still has that really kind of, like, silky, yeah. like, mouth-coating feel to it um, that, you know, a lot of times when I've had gluten-free beer before, like, it wasn't the taste that got me. Like, yeah, you're right. It had, like, a watery thing. But it was a textural thing that really got on my nerves. Yeah. And it's the same thing with non-alcoholic beer, where I'm getting, like, a, such a different texture, it kind of throws me.
0: Yeah. Well, so. I can't speak to non-alcoholic beer, but I know it, or I think maybe that texture is coming from the sorghum that other gluten-free beers use. Mm-hmm. I don't like sorghum. I think it tastes kind of almost bubblegum-like aftertaste.
1: And yeah, I like think a Diet defi- kind yeah, of thing for me. Yeah, it definitely
0: takes away, for me, the actual body of the beer and the flavor of it. So I kind of bulk up the the beer itself by using tapioca maltodextrin which really helps with head retention and helps with mouthfeel so it it is fulfilling like a barley beer would be
1: wait like tapioca like tapioca pearls kind of same thing yeah so this is like boba beer
0: (laughs) kind of yeah (laughs) it just is more sugars and it's not fermentable sugars or Mm -hmm. as much fermentable sugars so it stays within the body of the beer itself
1: i gotcha yeah i gotcha so you'd said um, that you want to try to brew some more kind of Belgian-style beers. You'd definitely love to get an Oktoberfest. Um, are there other, you know, styles or are you going to do any kind of like barrel aging or is that problematic based on what was previously in the barrel?
0: Well, I do extensive research on everything. Mm-hmm. That way I know it's safe because I, I don't want to make anyone sick. Yeah. So if we were to do barrel age, then yes, I would do extensive research. You can actually get these, like, spears you can put into a beer that kind of give it that oaky taste, if mm-hmm. that's something we want to do. But, yeah, I mean, I want to do it all. I want to do everything. That's and great. And I think, at, I mean, BCB, we, we definitely like to try new things, and we definitely like to push the envelope. And I think it's been really really great so far. So we're going to just keep going with that.
1: Yeah. So you've been kind of welcomed into the beer world with open arms, certainly welcome into the gluten-free world. How have your guests received it? Have you, have you experienced where, you know, guests come in and they don't even know that something's gluten-free
0: Yeah, we did, when we first got the cantaloupe sour, we kind of went around the tap room and we said, hey, do you guys want to try some beer? Mm -hmm. No one's really going to turn down a free sample of beer. And they would try it and they'd be like, wow, this is great. Where is it? Well, it's not on tap yet. It is now, but at the time it wasn't. And you can always get a four-pack from our to-go cooler, and it's gluten-free, and people were kind of blown away by it. Everyone I've given a sample of beer to is very... Surprised by it being gluten-free. Yeah. Which, it's kind of good and kind of bad. I think it's, I mean, definitely other gluten-free beers on the market might have given gluten-free beer a bad name. Because Mm -hmm. of just some of the, I don't know, lack of body, lack of texture. But, we're trying to fix that, so.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. And, the thing that I appreciate, like, for example, um, what's the Fancy Radish on H Street? That is, that restaurant is... um, vegan. Mm -hmm. Um, But they don't really advertise it, right? Like, it's not kind of in your face that it's vegan. It's one of my favorite restaurants in the city, um, and it took me, like, two different times going there to figure out that it was vegan. Um, And I I kind of appreciate things like that, where they're not kind of using it as, like, a a marketing thing, Mm -hmm. you know, where, you know, the same way my potatoes this year that I bought have gluten-free written on the packaging... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when I'm kind of like, wow, no shit. <laughs>
0: I don't know what other <laughs> there are potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> are out there that have gluten. but <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, but it's a marketing thing in the same way that, you know, the big food companies would use organic. You know, they just yeah. kind of throw that around to sell more things because sure. that was the hip thing to be. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I appreciate companies that are, you know, just making a good product, you know, without kind of using that label to kind of carry the mishaps, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, all right, well, this is a really, really great beer, happens to be gluten-free. Yeah, that was, exactly, you just hit
0: the head on the nail. My big thing was I wanted to make a really, really good beer Mm -hmm. that just by circumstances gluten-free. Yeah. And we did it, so that's really exciting. But I I just didn't, I didn't want to set out to make a gluten-free beer, I wanted to make a good beer.
1: Yeah. And we did. So, okay, I got to circle back to kind of your story (laughs) and you know, I'm fascinated by the fact that you've been in the beer world for two years and you know, you're already kind of like taking apart recipes and doing all this research, like, and, and you didn't study this previously, which is really, I mean, bravo, (laughs) but, um, you know, like, did you have a background in like chemistry or anything like that? No, No. you just, I have a writing degree. You just happen to be very intelligent and talented in brewing. I
0: have a great team. (laughs) great team yeah. no that's Real really impressive
1: group. yeah because I mean you take uh, you know any kind of um homebrewing situation which is I mean look I'll be honest something that I struggle with and you know it's hard you make one little mistake one little tweak and like the yeah. whole batch everything's all kind of yeah. different there's a lot of uh struggle with consistency mm-hmm. so um, how have you all dealt with any kind of expansion that you've that you've faced? I know that um, you know there are a couple of restaurants that are interested in carrying your beers. You have your tap room. You do can sales. Yes. But I mean, expansion is a difficult, sure, challenging discussion. Yeah. You know, how do we grow that kind of thing?
0: Well, we welcome it. Okay. We. Like I said, I wanted to get my. I want my beer everywhere. I want someone who's gluten free to have the chance to have a really good beer. So we're willing to work day and night, pumping out batches of beer, then canning it and selling it. So if anyone's interested, you should contact BC Brewery. More than happy to get you some beer.
1: <laughs> um, and you're able to, you know, barring liquor laws and stuff like that, kind of I, get it out there. I'm not really
0: a salesperson. I'm <laughs> more like, of, look, the, I'm not more a, of a maker. <laughs>
1: I just made you a stout with no gluten. Why don't you I mean... <laughs> pump, pump, pump the brakes on the questions here? I got you. Um, no, this is this is really fantastic and impressive. And, I mean, it just seems like, you know, not only are you making great product, but then you're also creating this very welcoming environment. Um, so I got to ask, like, aside from beer, is there something else in the gluten world that you, like, desperately miss?
0: Oh, I mean, I miss everything. Okay. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I unfortunately know what non gluten free stuff tastes like, or mm-hmm. I remember what non gluten free stuff tastes like and I miss it, sure. But Yeah. I mean, it's it is what it is. That's so, totally fair. Yeah.
1: No, I mean I have my my woes about missing crabs, sure know? So there's there's that. And imitation crab's not the same. You no. can put as much old bay on that shit as you want. Of course. It's not gonna be the same. Yeah. So well if i quiet you know sorrows to bury <laughs> we can do crafts about it it'll be fine oh yeah definitely
0: <laughs> definitely you should definitely come to the brewery we love to do crafts and stuff like that
1: that's amazing um so anything uh exciting coming up that you want listeners to know about any events aside from crafting That any events or any releases or anything like that
0: yeah we're gonna be canning a beer oh, it's a barley beer mm-hmm. it's called Leroy Jenkins it's gonna be uh, it's a very big beer um we're trying to See, it's kind of difficult for me to remember because on the brewer side, we're like three months in advance to the canning side. So I'm trying to remember what's on tap and what's, what's in the tanks and what's ready to go. But a great way to kind of remedy that is just follow us on, on social media. Come to yeah. the brewery. I'm sure you'll know more than me if you go on social media. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we just we have a lot of and if you have any interest in hosting an event, mm-hmm. reach out to us. Nice. We love to do big community stuff.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Fundraising, Absolutely. nonprofit involvement, Absolutely, all that yeah. stuff. Great. Very cool. Well, I really appreciate you coming down. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. With me. Um, listeners out there, definitely uh, go visit um, BC Brewing in um, Hunt Valley, Maryland. Um, or, you know, it's also on draft at uh, Little Beat Table yes. in uh, Chevy get get Chase. Chevy at Little Beat you can Table. Get the cans,
0: yep. Um, and if you are like, "Wow, I really want that beer in my local store," then you just let your local store know. And if enough people say, "I want that beer," then maybe they'll reach out to us. Yeah. So you say you don't know much about there. sales,
1: but there you go. You're 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 more of a natural than you're giving yourself credit for. Um, well, again, thank you so much. Of course, thank I really appreciate it. Me. Yeah, um, listeners, thank you again for tuning in. Uh, this has been Beer Me on full-service radio, recorded live at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. We'll listen in next week. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>